0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host Doug Coleman and I'm here today with the other co-host Brennan McCullough and spooky season's over. How you doing, Brennan?
1: <laughs> We're done. It's over. I can go back outside. Well, not quite that. I don't have to live in House <laughs> of fear anymore. Well, not that one either. Oh, Jesus. Um, Candy is cheap. Candy's cheap right now.
0: Hell yeah. Peek so behind the curtain. That. We're recording on Halloween night. I just carved my pumpkins. Uh, I was super late to the party, but it felt good to do that. But man, it's, it requires a lot of work. You, you set out to do something challenging. I did a bunch of text, it, just the words missed out records. My my record label, we'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was really challenging, but fun and rewarding, and putting a little candle in there and seeing it light up at night is awesome.
1: I feel like as kids, like, carving pumpkins, is like, oh, hell yeah, because you don't realize how much work your parents do when you're not looking. Right. And then, like, once you're old enough to do it, on you're like, carving pumpkins, like, Wow why do we ever do that? Like, <laughs> this sucks this is a lot of work
0: there's such a flexible medium though i love it's, pumpkins
1: it's interesting it's definitely unique working with like organic material and not like you know stone or marble or clay or something like something that's like it's got weird you know there's the outside which is harder and inside softer and it gives different uh give and flexibility to when you're cutting into and stuff oh yeah My dad's, like, pretty good at art, and we I think my parents early on were just like, fuck it, I'm not carving this. Uh, So he would just paint on it, and then, like, he would, like, stencil out an image on the pumpkin, and then me and my brother would just paint it.
0: Yeah, and you could utilize the layers of the pumpkins to, like, uh, showcase different light levels. So I've seen uh, extreme carvings on pumpkins, like, it's the crying women pointing at that meme cat. It's so funny. I've seen two pumpkins (laughs) where they've done that. I'm like, man, the, the level of detail there is amazing.
1: Oh yeah, you shave down like a certain like uh the density to it. Or, like, exactly. To it. Yep. Um, but if anyone's interested, like any parents out there, I highly recommend painting it because then you don't cut open the skin, so it doesn't rot nearly as fast. Ah. Yeah. That Pro tips. Us a lot.
0: Yeah. There you go. Uh. But yeah, this is a video game podcast. We're still talking about spooky season, even
1: though it's over. <laughs> it
0: was very fun. I'm glad. Uh. Well, that's the thing, Brent. What have you been playing? We're gonna talk about the games we've been playing.
1: Oh tis spooky! Oh shit! I forgot to watch Over the Garden Wall. Okay, I have to watch that. The, the good thing about over to garden wall which is the only thing I watch annually and highly re- recommend to everyone to watch it I believe it's on Hulu now yeah uh, streaming wise um so anyone doesn't have it, you can watch it there um highly recommend it the good thing about it is it's not exclusively Halloween it's just like a very autumnal show or like series. it's just very yeah. fall focused so anywhere between September to you know end of November you got time to watch it so
0: nice i did get around to watching the evil dead 2 i fucking or evil dead 2 i love that movie so fucking much have you
1: seen that it way back I haven't watched it recently
0: it's just so gory and goofy and uh, an amazing film but the way it yeah. ends he well actually I don't want to spoil things but it leads up to Army of Darkness which I've never seen and I know I was oh. streaming earlier this week and Aaron stopped in I was streaming Fall Guys and he decided oh do you want to play a game together and I was like yeah let's set that up so on stream yeah. we figured that out and we were talking about our favorite horror movies and stuff and that was that one came up and I mentioned that I have never seen Army of Darkness and he's like usually it's the other way around like people yeah you see the Army of Darkness first. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I do want to get around to that. Maybe I will.
1: It's a good... It's, you know, it's much more zany, ridiculous over the top. I mean, it's, you know, Ash going back to the medieval times. So it's like, it's already weird as shit. Right, and then there's
0: the TV series Ash vs. Evil Dead. I feel like there's plenty more for me to continue with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what made Bruce Campbell is. (laughs) I mean... Big of, a, big of a star as he is, but he I think he's also self-proclaimed the world's most famous B-list star. Like, right. So, yeah, but the, uh, those movies definitely uh, earned him a lot of love. In the so good.
0: I mean, he's got a fucking chainsaw for an arm and a sawed-off shotgun and, like, groovy. It's just so I think, good.
1: I think Ash is in Mortal Kombat? Maybe Mortal Kombat 11 or maybe 10?
0: Oh, I my think, God, that's so cool.
1: Yeah, they, they started doing a lot of, like, cameo crossovers after... Mortal Kombat and DC and they're just like Terminators in this now and Rambo and RoboCop and you know all these kind of pulpy Hollywood classic like ultra violent heroes yeah so um yeah speaking of games uh I've I've slowed down on the Among Us because it's still very fun with friends uh the argument everything's fun with friends so it's not a strong case um there was the update to, like, try and cut out the hackers, and, like, they're talking about, like, adding in username system and a reporting system to try and get some of the trolls and griefers out of it and reporting them to punish them. Cause, That's encouraging. Because you can just change your name. Whenever you start the game up, it's like, do you want to play, you know, a local game or do you want to play an online game? And as soon as you hit online game, you can change your name every time. So it's there's no, like, set username, so you can just change your identity whenever. I see. So so it's tougher. I guess it's got to be IP-based. Um To, like, try and nail down exactly who is who. And, yeah, I... I don't know if it's because it got more popular... Or if I've just had a a string of bad luck... But it's just, like, a lot of shittier games... And just shittier people I'm meeting... in all of those... Um, And it's very easy to just join a game and quit a game... But, like, it's just, like... You know, if I'm playing 20 games... And 17 of them are just real shitty with everyone leaving... Like... uh, I think I played one game... uh, The game, the round started... And then one person died... And then five people left the room all at once. And (laughs) I'm just like, what like and like we found the body, so we were discussing it. I'm just like, well, I fucking I guess one of them was the imposter, maybe. I don't know. Like we had no idea what to do because now there was just half as many people.
0: That sucks.
1: Yeah, and there's no there's no way to punish that. There's no way to stop that or prevent it. It's just like, well, fuck, I guess this game's ruined and we just restarted. So Yeah, I've just had a bad string of it and it's just the people in it are just getting really annoying and it's reminding me that a lot of them are just literal children of just you know super edgelord you know saying whatever they can you know racial slurs here and there so. oh
0: sure oh it's the worst
1: and it's not even like i'm offended i'm just exhausted by it i'm just like Ugh, yeah buddy, this fucking how is this fun for you like what is this so it's just super annoying it's still a great game like you know very simplistic game but it's still super fun and you know i'm interested to see what the updates they do to it that they definitely gonna put in a sequel yeah um definitely slow down on that though Jumped into risk of rain two a little bit more. Talked about that after the stream with the watching Kami house party, uh, streaming that. So that would, that in that a bit, but same thing. I'm kind of hitting the point where any of the characters I haven't unlocked the stuff with, it just gets to the difficulty where you just get like obliterated off the earth in one shot, no matter what your upgrades are. So right. it's just kind of like, eh, I've, I've got, got the heroes I want. So I'm just like, eh, price. Slow down with that. Um, Monster Camp came out recently, which is the sequel to Monster Prom. Oh, yeah. Don't have that, but I have Monster Prom, which is the first one. So I played that with some friends recently. Uh, we had a few run throughs of that, and that's still fun, but it's, you know, it's it's more of just a visual novel, a collective visual novel you can play with friends than an actual game. There's no real game mechanics other than just, you know, it's a dating sim. Gain the stats to increase the monster husband or waifu you want to date. Um, but that's fun with a lot of friends. Oh, totally! And the writing's pretty great. But with uh, what I've seen with Monster Camp, I've seen a few streams of that, and they've definitely like catered to their fan base. Listen to the fan base. They have different like uh, a lot more different options in there. Hell yeah! Um, and yeah, it's it's really interesting to see like what they're able to do with. And uh, even when you beat the game, you unlock different like scenes that you see in the game for different events you do. You see different like concept art that the game was like you know pre-production stuff, and then you see like a bunch of different like fan art from the community itself. So it's it's still interesting to see how uh, involved with the community itself that game uh, that game studio is and that team, and uh, really great to see it, like you know paying off and working together with them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and uh, Monster Camp is yeah. If if you're watching any streamers, I'm sure some of them have probably played it recently because yeah, it came out right before Halloween and it's a very uh very easy game to stream. It's a visual novel. It's not intensive.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Only one person needs to own it. So, uh even if all your friends don't want to buy a copy of it, you can own it and then just screen share with them and then play That's it.
0: That's awesome. Them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, a very easy, very accessible game. It's very cool. Uh and then the last thing, honestly, I've been playing like a lot of D&D recently, so <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. All the games I've mentioned, I've just like played like a little here and there. I haven't gotten too deep in and uh, even streaming wise the Wind Waker randomizer I haven't touched in like 2-3 weeks or so just cause a lot of d d just a lot of D&D and honestly I fucking love it nice man <laughs> I actually commissioned art of the character I'm currently playing and then like the, I got fa- I got the commission back uh, but the previous night before I got that uh, we played a session where he lost an eye so am just like <sighs> I hate to say this, but I'm going to have to change the art. (laughs) I I told him what happened. He's like, oh, if you give me another day, I can fix it. I was like, no, no, no. I'm not going to put you to that. This is going to be just what the character looked like before all the shit happened to him. That's what I
0: was just going to say. It could be post or or pre losing the eye.
1: Yeah, because like I commissioned him back in the beginning of September and it's been like two months since he he even a He's like, I let this slide way too long. I'm sorry. Um but yeah like shit happens. Session 2, he my guy changed like both his armor and his weapon. So all the references I gave the artist were uh, invalid almost immediately. Right. So, so I'm like I'm not going to do that to you man. I already you already put in more work. So
0: Well, I remember when we had our D&D podcast almost better than Dragons, uh Matt Basta had an artist commission art characters and they look all uh, they it's like the best art ever. They look so oh, yeah. good. yeah. But we we didn't deserve that art. (laughs) No, we didn't. But the thing is, uh, I feel like none of that is accurate either. That's all like when we first started the campaign because by the end of it, we all lost fingers and arms and all sorts of shit. Like, oh man.
1: What was it? My guy lost like one of his fingers and then my pinky shrunk because it like touched like a weird time, like magic, like cloud thing where like it like de aged my pinky. So it was like a baby's pinky on my adult hand. Oh my God. We had a lot of weird shit happen where it's just like, all right, this is. is," (laughs) But, um, yeah, for D&D, we're playing with, like, a set of house rules called Lingering Injuries. Okay. And if you get uh, hit with a critical attack, if your health points go down to zero, but you're not killed outright, like, you just get knocked unconscious. Or if you take so much damage, it does, like, five points over your max health. So if you have, like, 30 health total, and then the damage you take is 65. So you yeah. would take 30, you would take an additional, thir- like, negative 30, and then it would be five over that, or something like that. It's a rule. Um That would cause a grievous injury, or a lingering injury. And then for the ones we're playing with, you roll a d20, and depending on the type of damage, it's different injuries. And then you roll the d20 to see what type of injury it is for that specific damage. Ah. So I got a cold damage done to me that uh, knocked my guy unconscious. And the other guy that got knocked unconscious, he rolled a 20 on his lingering injury, so he got like a minor scar, like a little nick, like nothing nothing bad, like a paper cut scar or something. Yeah, I rolled a one on the linger injury, which oh, is the I worst. Oh, I love both extremes. And I lost an eye. I full oh, on like... Holy shit. Blew out an eye out of my skull, and now I have like all these disadvantaged to stuff. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Oh my god. Yeah, But looking at the tables, we realized one was losing an eye like that was the quote worst but there was actually some stuff on there that was actually worst of like you can't hold two you can only hold something in one of your hands like one of your hands is like has nerve damage so you can't hold something in both hands anymore or um one is like brain damage where you have to roll like a wisdom check on your turn and see if you just lose your turn if you don't roll high enough it's like that's much worse oh yeah so i'm just like oh i guess i lucked out but yes we leveled up in a session, and then I immediately lost an eye. I'm just like, god damn like, you know, Like you said, the high and the low. Of like, yep. We leveled up. I'm going to take this real quick. Yoink. Uh, you got an eye patch now. Um,
0: well, Speaking of the highs and lows of D&D, I have to mention this. I saw previous guest Trisha Hirschberger retweet some D&D dice that replaces the 20 and the 1 on the dice with a... Uh, fuck you, or a fuck me? <laughs> and I was thinking, like, yeah, definitely the guy uh, that rolled the 20 there said fuck you to the DM, and gets yeah, yeah. a scar, and you say fuck me because, yeah, you lose a literal
1: eyeball. Oh my oh, god. Oh yeah, it was it was real rough, and it's <sighs> also being, like, I'm the cleric of the group, so I'm, like, the healer, so I'm the only one that can really heal and, you know, help people if anyone goes down, and I go down all the time. Like, I'm the first one down, so I'm just like, god, I, I was, fuck me in half. So it's it's brutal shit, and it's, yeah. uh, like I said, it's the Icewind Dale module, and I'm having a great time with it, but boy howdy, is it, br- like, um, sorry if anyone's not interested in D&D. That's mostly what I've been playing these last two weeks, so... No sweat. T- technically it counts. Um, but my DM is in a Discord with other DMs who are also running the Icewind Dale module, and there's apparently just a section in that Discord where it's just when players die, and they just put, like, the stats what level they were, where they died, and how they died. Yeah. And every time we get past a section, our DM just starts sending us all of the players that have died, like, where we just were. And uh, the cave that we got through this last session, he just sent us, like, seven, nine, ten names. And it's like, this guy died, this guy died, this guy died, this guy died. Damn. And he keeps telling us, he's like, this was a level one quest. We're like, no, we were level four, and we, we barely survived. He's like... Whoever made the Icewind Dale level one quest difficulties out of their fucking mind. These are not level ones. These are, I mean, I think all of them. You're supposed to run away from. You're not supposed to engage with it. You're supposed to like, you know, steal a trinket and then get the hell out of that cave. Right. But but good god, like it's brutal as hell.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, bringing it back to video games. To do you have any interest in Baldur's Gate three?
1: I do. I am interested in it because it's the same studio, Etherian uh, Studios, I believe. Yeah, I, I might be pronouncing it wrong.
0: I forget. Uh, yep.
1: Etherian. Uh, yeah, same studio that did Divinity One and Two, and I played those games and love those games. But I think I've talked about it before when we talked about Baldur's Gate. Divinity Two is great. I had trouble playing it with with friends because our play styles didn't match. I was always looking at my inventory. My you know friend I was playing with was always running ahead, like trying to just uh, kill everything in sight without looking at the gear yeah um and then uh just scheduling like you know the podcast our D stuff like just scheduling alone's a nightmare with uh once you have a full-time job and other stuff yep um but yeah i played divinity 2 on my own and got through most of it i'd say like 90 percent of the story and i just dropped off and now it's way too far to go back into now so i'm just like uh it's like i love those games and Baldur's gate seems great there's so much you could do with it and like you can talk to every NPC, and then, like, every NPC has, like, five different quests that can send you off a different path and stuff, and depending on who in your party talks to who, and it's it's really interesting and crazy cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's in early access right now, and it's it's pretty buggy. Like, they'll admit it, but they're also doing hot fixes and updates to it constantly, so they're definitely working on it. Um, But, yeah, that's one I would love to get into, but that's also, like, a big commitment. So, like... yeah. I've been enjoying the indie games of, like, it's 12 hours long, and then you're done forever. Or, like, uh, I got Devil May Cry 5 I'm looking at, and that's, like, I think, like, 60 hours, and then you're done. But, like, Baldur's Gate Divinity, like, it's as close as you can get to a video game, a D and d in a video game. Like, it's pretty loyal to it. Um, I mean, Baldur's Gate's a world, or is a place in the Forgotten Realms of D&D, so it's, it's canonical, too. So, like, it is... Almost as much of a commitment as D&D itself, just playing that video game. So it's, you got to sink a lot into it, but it's, it definitely looks great and interesting if you're into you know, fantasy stuff or if you were curious about D&D and never could find a group or were scared to get a group yourself. Definitely. So yeah. it's like, oh, I want to dabble in it. Like, check out Divinity, check out Divinity 2, check out Baldur's Gate. Like, that's, I, I, I won't, I mean... Lore and canon wise, who the fuck knows what D&D is so much stuff's homebrewed and, you know, this world is this world and this. But, like, Baldur's Gate is in the world of D&D and, like, the right. forgotten realms and stuff. So, like, what you learn in Baldur's Gate easily carries over to a D&D game, uh, d d like, session. Divinity totally. eh, is a little weird. Uh, the elves in that one are cannibals and stuff. So, like, who knows? Uh, but Baldur's Gate's a good one uh, if you want to get into D&D as a stepping stone.
0: Yeah, um, it's like the difference from rock Guitar Hero to Guitar Smith. No, I'm kidding.
1: I, totally, I have no <laughs> oh, idea. <laughs> I forgot about Guitar Smith entirely. Yeah. People use that to, to learn. exactly. That. Can I don't,
0: you? They, some people, uh, I believe people would say that, but no, to me, I think you're much better off with the real thing.
1: Oh, speaking of early access, uh, Rogue Legacy 2 had a few updates recently. Um, and that's when I was, talked about playing before, and that's in early access and just with the i don't know how many updates they've had maybe two or three it's already leaps and bounds different than when it first came out um not nearly as buggy where it just crashes on me or i get stuck in like a you know spot i can't get out of yeah um just style wise i don't know really what they did maybe like it's a 2d platform or side-scrolling platformer but like maybe they added more depth to the background or something or added the played with the shadowing or something I don't think they reworked the entire art style, but, like, something about the art they've updated. And it looks, I think, a lot nicer. So I don't know what they did, but it looks great. Nice. Um, There used to be little, like, uh, items you would find um, in the dungeon when you're going through, and it would teleport you to a different area. You'd have to go through, like, a, a, you know, trial area where it's, like, get through this obstacle course without being hit or, like, you know, fight all these enemies in this gauntlet. And it was always such a slog and a, a nightmare to do. Those are gone entirely. And now it's just like, here are two rewards. You choose one and the other one disappears, and that's it. So instead of like putting another trial on top of already playing the game. Um, so I think right. that was a nice update. And it's still rough. Like they reset all of my money, but they've refunded to you. So all the upgrades you've done bef- up till this point, uh, they reset because they've changed some stuff. They've added more stuff. They've tweaked some stuff. Um, the nice thing is they give you all that money back. So you can just you know purchase all those upgrades again immediately um so it wasn't completely undone but it's still i mean that that's what a roguelike is it's rough at the beginning and then you accrue money you accrue skills and then you get better and better um, yeah but it's still just really fucking punishing whenever you take one hit like when you only have 70 damage if you get hit by a stray fireball and it takes out 40 health like that's real brutal oh yeah so, it's still real rough early on um So I I'm still enjoying it. Um, I think it was like twenty or thirty dollars for early access, and with the upgrades they've already updates they've already done, it's already leaps and bounds better than what it was at the start. So I I still recommend it. Um, but yeah, it's just like there's a if you don't already know the first game and love it, there is a bit of a a hurdle at the very beginning. Um, that I could see definitely dissuading new players from starting and committing to it. Yeah, Um, but it is I'm really enjoying it already. They've already added, added like. A Valkyrie class, um, a Musketeer class, which are both very good, and then a Chef class that you play as, um, which is really great because you can make your own food in the dungeon and heal yourself, like, up to three times. Uh, but then also the frying pan is the weapon, can deflect any projectiles back at enemies and cause fire damage to them. So it's like, wow, this is, for a silly thing, as like a Chef class in a fantasy game. Like, it's it's a pretty legit class. Like, yeah. it's pretty powerful. That's awesome yeah so that's mostly what i've been playing but that's sweet uh yeah.
0: okay i gotta shout out pat johnson one of our only listeners he's got <laughs> a twitch channel the melting pat and a podcast yeah. uh he was he's just like the biggest uh, tony hawk pro skater uh fan that i know he's still playing that game uh to death he's trying to like 100 mm-hmm. percent literally everything and i feel like he's almost close if he hasn't done it already but one of these things that he has to do if i'm not mistaken is like Uh, score 10 million points or something unreasonable. Like, to me, I don't even know how anyone would do that. I I think it's actually even on like an online, uh, map or something. So I'm going to do my best from memory, uh, of this clip that I saw, like maybe earlier this week. He sent me this highlight where he says, I can get the 10 million points, uh, with a glitch. I'm like, all right, I gotta see this. Uh And it was basically, uh, an online level called Leaps and Bounds, if I'm not mistaken. And if you grind on this one, uh, grindable area, it goes right into a wall and his character would glitch halfway into that wall, but the g- grind would continue. Mm-hmm. And, and it's basically just doing the, the trick, kiss the rail. Over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again and you'll just see the score just go up uh exponentially and then the uh what it's ex yeah what what it's times by is also going up so you uh, buy the the, you, you literally just st- stay in that wall while it's kissing the rail and like uh, glitching over and over uh for maybe like a minute or two and then hop off and you have like the 10 million it was just ridiculous to, to witness i'll try to put a link to that clip in our show notes cuz it was really funny to watch
1: i feel like I feel like there was a glitch similar to that in like an earlier Tony Hawk game because as soon as you said a glitch to get a lot of points, I immediately thought it was a grind because oh, that's yeah. one. That's one. that's not like in air. You don't have gravity to fight with, and yeah, as long, the one I remember was like as long as you kept the balance on the grind, mm-hmm. yeah, your your character got like wedged into a wall and yeah, was grinding the whole time. So yeah, you just. As long as you keep the balance, the score just goes up and up and up and up and up and up. And,
0: and that was yeah. on the OG games because it's funny that that's happening in this one too.
1: That, that that's what reminded me of it. I definitely remember some game doing that. You know, maybe it was skate, maybe it was you know a, a different variation of a skateboarding yeah, game, and not Tony Hawk, right? Um, but I definitely remember like, oh yeah, you can like wedge it at the certain part where like the the. Uh, Box like the mapping of the box wasn't fully complete and there's like a little chip missing and yep. your board gets stuck there but the but because it's missing your character doesn't just fall off so yeah um I'm I'm not surprised especially you know the more physics intensive a game is the more buggier it's probably going to be oh sure so I'm not surprised especially with skateboarding that it's happened you know probably at least multiple times by now but that's funny you can just do it I like that even with the newer games there's still these little bugs and yes. glitches and cheats you can exploit and stuff you know some people say like oh it's a shitty game it's a bad i shouldn't be paying six yeah, fuck off it's not gonna be perfect and these are you know not game breaking bugs if anything it's you know fun stuff for like speed runs and stuff so
0: for sure keep bugs alive in games and <laughs> that's the thing uh good on you pat for exploiting it and using that to your ability to get the 10 million point achievement or whatever that was uh yeah. I, that's the thing tony hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, I love that game, and I still have a lot left to do, and that's probably what I'm going to be streaming tonight, so maybe if you want to check our VODs on our Twitch channel, I will try to be dressing up like a skateboarder, because I don't have anything to do for Halloween. That's not
1: a costume. It's not. I literally have a skateboard
0: helmet. I know. I'll just throw the helmet on and maybe some sunglasses and be like... Boom. Uh, but then, yeah, I'll play some Tony Hawk tonight. So check the VOD of that. Uh, but yeah, as for me, the games I've been playing, god damn it, not much. I really want to mm-hmm. get around to it. I know there's some really cool games coming out for, uh, nov- Free games for November for PS Plus members. Uh, we'll get to that. But what I've been playing is really just Fall Guys and Rocket League. And there's not much that, to report there. I,
1: I Those just are do... your roguelikes. Those are the mindless. Like you can just zen out and play those. Very mindless. And I feel yeah. like
0: certain games will be like super successful and others not so much. So yeah, still chasing the second crown. Yeah. Ah, uh, it very much is. So I love those games <laughs> to death and I'll continue to play them. Those, those will probably be some of the main games I play on stream. But I am trying to find the next one that I'm going to mix it up with variety, I was like, do I go back to the hot tub, or hot tub, Jesus, uh, hot, the Poop jet koozie. ski game. Yeah, no. The jet ski game uh with the anime girls, or do I yeah. do Genshin Impact? We'll see. God but uh, I do want to play uh, these games that are free for PlayStation Plus in November, so we got Hollow Knight, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right?
1: Yo, Hollow Knight, I I've generally been thinking about going back and replaying Hollow Knight. I got it on the Switch, but it's it's so good. It's so extremely good. Uh, for yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, for anyone who has PS Plus in November and has not played Hollow Knight, I can't recommend it enough. It is if someone argued that Hollow Knight is a 10 out of 10 perfect game, I I really wouldn't disagree with that. Like, right. I don't think, I don't think any game's perfect. There's always, you know, something that could be improved and worked upon. Um, but if someone wants to say like this is one of my 10 out of 10 perfect games, you're like, yeah, that's a very valid uh, opinion for hollow knight
0: it's damn i really want to get around to it i hear it's like yeah the dark souls of platformers maybe
1: it's yeah it's 2d bug dark souls uh, bugs what's up with bugs. bugs today we're gonna have to have that in the title somehow or another <laughs> what's up with bugs um yeah so it's just this little like creaturey buggery buggy realm um and yeah you're just this little little character uh, not the hollow knight but it's he's like the vessel is like the name um and you just get this little nail as your weapon. It's not even like a sword, it's like a nail. Um, and yeah, it's just Metroidvania. You go around, and you find an upgrade here that unlocks a new area. You go to that area, you fight the boss, you get a new upgrade. You go to you backtrack through another area. And you start off and you're like, yeah, I kind of see where this game is going. And then if you get far enough in or if you get lost and you look up a map and you see the full size of the map, you're like, holy shit, how big is it? Like, it's massive. Yeah, how, like detailed the game. and the art style is really unique and really cool. And it's like surprisingly beautiful for how simplistic it looks. We're like, oh, it's got like thick lines and it's very like round shapes. Like these are like easy stuff to draw. You could copy this, this is no problem. And then you start like looking at it or like the background art. And you're just like, wow, this is beautiful, actually. And like the color schemes are really good. And it's it was made by like three dudes or like just a, like very small team. Like I'd say under five people, maybe uh, team cherry. Oh, and wow. it's just mind-boggling how much they got done because it's it's truly an impressive game on every level. Um, so much so they were working on the DLC Silk Song for a uh, separate character in there, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, it's going to be DLC. We're working on it." And then it just they kept adding to it and adding to it and adding to it, and they're like, "Hey, you know, fuck it, sequel. This is just a full-on new game now. Like we've added so much new stuff, it just is going to be a standalone game." So yeah. I've I've imp- I mean me and. A, yeah, you know, millions of other people have been biting at the bit for the sequel to come out. Um, but yeah, Hollow Knight cannot recommend that enough. That's very good, and the combat is challenging, uh, like Dark Souls. Yeah, I've only
0: seen a little bit of gameplay. In fact, a uh, previous guest of our show, Jules the Human, was streaming that game earlier this year. And I watched him play a few bosses and stuff. And I do think it's a game that's up my alley. And the fact that it's free, I have no ex- excuse to no to not play it any longer. So I'm definitely going to get around to that. I'm very much looking forward to it. The other free game this month for PS Plus members is Middle Earth Shadow of War. And yeah. I was thinking... uh that's the sequel to Shadow of Mordor, which I had no interest in all the way back then. <laughs> so I just don't. I don't see myself playing this. I'm definitely adding it to my library. But uh,
1: thanks, Shadow of Mordor. I played, and it's it's the Assassin's Creed clone, but with Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. The, the caveat is you can mind control some of the orichai and orcs, and then like upgrade them and use them as kind of a tactics game with that by controlling territories. But otherwise, it's basically Assassin's Creed, and if you, re- if anyone really wanted to get into Shadow of Mordor, play maybe two or three hours of it, and then stop, because it only gets worse. And yeah. Like, it's one of the most disappointing boss fights I've ever had in a game in my life. Damn. It's so upsetting
0: yeah I, I'm I love me some Lord of the Rings, but I I really have no interest in this one so I'm gonna have to pass but I also can't just go over talking about Jules the Human without mentioning his his Halloween stream recently For the uh-huh. longest time he he said he was never gonna do cosplay unless like they reached a certain goal We did hm. as the chat it was fucking awesome so he was like okay I'm gonna do this and we didn't know what he was cosplaying as and he revealed it to us today and it was doctor Disrespect and this oh, dude Jesus. knocked it out of the park <laughs> it was fucking fantastic. So I definitely recommend our listeners go check out Jules the Human's uh, Twitch channel and some VODs there. It's uh, so funny, and he did an amazing job with it. But that's the thing. He was even saying on stream, like, growing up, he never really did go trick-or-treating or or dress up for the, like, Halloween holiday. So, Mm -hmm. like, this is his first time dressing up, and I'm like, dude, you (laughs) fucking killed it. It was so fun. And he went all in. Like, he changed his uh alerts and stuff to be Dr. Disrespect's oh, wow. alerts. And stuff. It was really cool. Like He deserves really some credit. It. Yeah, it was awesome. So that's way to great. go there, Jules. Um, and then another game that's going to be free, but this one's since it's the first month we have the PlayStation 5 available, PlayStation 5 PS Plus members are getting a free game as well, and that game's going to be Bug Snacks. So they get that for free. And on, that's the thing. Uh, as a P- PS4 member of PS Plus, I will not get Bug Snacks, but I will have the ability to buy it for PS4. But it won't be free. So I think that's just a perk to people that have a PS5 in the month of November 2020. God, you yeah, had to have been lucky with that pre-order. Uh, you're <laughs> going to be able to play Bug Snacks for free. And spe- speaking of bugs, uh, we got Bug Snacks. More what the hell's this? Yeah,
1: it, Bug Snacks is wild, but I think. Honestly, I think it's going to be one of those games where it's like, look at this crazy memey game. Like, they're self-aware. They're making fun of all this stuff. It's like, it's got a weird dark undertone to it, but I think that's a joke as well. Uh, but I think once it comes out, it's going to be like, ah, this is corporate America video games. Really trying to relate to those kids. How you doing, fellow young kids? Oh, and okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It might, but, but that's the thing with, like, comedy. It's, like, subjective. So, like, maybe just... The trailers and ads they've had for it so far have been like, eh, it's a little silly. And, like, maybe the writing for it is actually brilliant and hilarious. Right. They just picked, like, some bad pieces to show off. Or maybe it's, uh, hello, fellow young kids, how you doing? Let me try to relate with the memes. It's like, ooh, this sucks hard. Right. Um, And it could easily be either side. Like, there's, there's no real clear indication of which one it could or couldn't be. So, I don't know. Bug Snacks just seems like one of those games where it's like, how? What do you? How do? What is this? What are you even doing in this? Right. I
0: th- I think it looks uh cute and maybe like stonerific. I'm not sure what they're going for. It exactly. could be a very
1: stonery game. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. tell.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's definitely cute and for free. Uh, PS5 members definitely download that bad boy. It looks kind of fun.
1: See, that's what surprises me because the game's not coming out till November 12th. So the fact that beginning of November, if you have PS5, you're like, ah, oh, you can get this game that's not even out yet for free. Like why what i think ha- that's just like a happening? little
0: perk for them i'm not quite sure myself but yeah that those are the free months uh free months for this uh game All uh free games free. for this month uh yeah and how about uh anything going on in the news that we want to mention bren
1: i think bug probably didn't get as many pre-orders as they're hoping for and like here's a here's a tate to your whistle and oh well if we're, to we're get on a you
0: if we're on a bug kick, I gotta mention Bugmane. Uh, people know, what? uh, the, the podcast Doughboys. He was a uh, guest on uh, the right, show right. and he's like a total troll. He's like creating his own cult. I feel like I'm a member of it. It's fine, but he's made a song called Coco Pelly and it's a really weird song. It's just like a meme troll song. I feel like maybe I'll play it at the end of this episode and you guys can check it out, uh, after the, after our outro roll. So, uh, yeah, join the cult.
1: Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> It's positive no, though. No, it's no. Good. it's, it's all about no. positivity.
0: <laughs> Bug main, check him out.
1: Any cult that's about positivity is definitely a cult. Yeah, that's it, how they hook you in. It is. Um, let's see what's going on news wise. I mean, surprise, surprise! Cyberpunk 2077 got delayed again.
0: Yeah, and like we were talking with Whitney, I'm okay with that. Like, as as long as it's not like putting that much more hardship on the developers like let's just delay the game it's fine we can wait a little longer as long as you guys aren't putting people into extreme crunch time like you guys were adamantly against earlier in the year
1: yeah and like what we were talking about with uh with whitney is like they're really aiming for that holiday release window you know the black friday the thanksgiving the christmas like pre-roll of stuff so like that's that's where a lot of companies are releasing games because that's where a lot of people are spending money and they get like you know yeah, this def- this game's gonna sell like hotcakes regardless, but you know, it could be the difference between a million copies just when it's released uh, around Christmas. and when- If it's not,
0: right. so
1: I'm not surprised they're aiming so hard for that. But yeah, if a company's gonna be so uh, adamant about not doing crunch and then does crunch anyway, like and CD Projekt Red's also notorious for the uh, doing crunch. You know, they're doing incredible projects, like they're very massive undertakings. So I'm not surprised it takes a lot of work. But yeah, like we've talked about, I think most people would be okay w- with the developer. I mean, here's the problem. We say most people would be okay with the game taking another year as long as we know the people working on it aren't killing themselves to do it. I think all of us reasonable adults would think that, but I think there's also a lot of spoiled, shitty little brats, both actual children and adults who have the just the mindset of a shitty child. Um, who? What are you? No, I need game now. Gimme game. I want oh, game yeah. now. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we see that with literally anything that happens, with, with any setback with anything, a, a wave of people saying like, "How dare you de- uh, delay this game? I'm gonna fucking kill you!" Like death, death threats at the drop of a hat. So, like, yeah, there are just, I would say, unfortunately either a very vocal minority or a little bit more people than we realize. And they just use the anonymity of the internet being like, yes, I would definitely patiently wait and then get on the troll account and be like, fuck you. I hate you. Um, but yeah, it's, um, we've talked about pl- plenty of times before uh, a rushed game is always going to be bad. A delayed game always has the chance of being better. So yeah, like, yeah, take the time. It's a fucking massive ordeal. Like it, yeah. It's gonna take some you know, fine tuning to get all this stuff worked out. So I'm, I'm fine with the delay. But also, I don't think no, it's gonna be a PC. I can get it. Um, yeah. But but yeah, it's gonna just be a huge game. So like, yeah, take the time. It's no one's rushing. I Agreed. Um, and then, I believe. Oh shit! What was it? Arc System Works, the studio that makes Guilty Gear games. Okay. They. They've been kind of topical recently, just because they've announced another new character for the next Guilty Gear game, and uh, I mean, she looks awesome. The design's great; she's got like a big old wolf and stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, they kind of jumped on the jokes and the memes because Cyberpunk. Every time they delay, release just a big yellow image card, you know, with the Cyberpunk logo and the branding and all that, um, and then a big paragraph of text saying like sorry we gotta delay the game again blah 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 they've done yeah i've seen it a million times (laughs) yeah you see it floating around twitter and social media and all this because it's happened a few times now arc system works released a big yellow image with all the same branding and stuff and then you know replaced cd project red with arc system works their name um and on the big yellow card they said you know hey we're not delaying the game just just wanted to let you know and like that's it just like kind of making a, a cheeky jab of like haha our game's not delayed and like you know as opposed to the big paragraph of text cd project red releases right and they're kind of just tongue-in-cheek joking about it uh you know of like oh it happened again no nope. the delayed game everyone thinks is gonna get delayed got delayed um uh, and then like the next day they deleted that tweet and like released like a public apology and stuff and everyone's like oh really i don't know if that's necessary that's it's the no thing joke. all the comments i saw were like what no we fuck. yeah it's we know it was a goof, but who's apologizing for media. this? Social
0: media, yeah, like, we're not, no one's taking this seriously.
1: But you know some shitty Kotaku article, article took a screenshot and be like, is there beef between Arc System and <laughs> CD Projekt Red? <laughs> and you know some corporate, like, figurehead saw that and it's like, take it down, just no, it's delete it, it and apologize and cover your tracks. Yeah, Yeah, like, it's Especially with social media, there's like, uh, you know, once companies start being like, oh, we can be jokesters, we can make memes like Wendy's and get popular, people will share the viral meme we made around and that's just free advertisement, because it is, that's what they're doing. Um, But once they do that, it's a very fine line of like, can you joke? Or are you going to assume everyone's upset by it and you have to delete it and apologize and backtrack just to be safe? And then... You know, that's when the account gets taken over by some corporate figurehead. And, you know, nothing, nothing gets released besides just press releases and facts, and it's not as fun. So, yeah, I saw that, and everyone's like, "No, this is obviously a joke. Who the f- who's upset by this? Fucking right. relax.
0: Yeah, so no need for that apology. Yeah, one thing I." I'm looking at our show topics, and I'm like, did I literally forget to talk about this? This is like the biggest news for me. I got Probably. my first fall guys crown, and I was thinking, oh yeah, last week. I don't know if I talked about that. I think last week I was saying, I don't know, I was so close, and I was trying to grief someone, and it was all like <laughs> bad karma, etc.
1: I find. I mean, got... it's a valid strategy. It's just shitty.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the truth. Yeah, I did see a friend pull it off recently, and it is very much if you don't grab them, they are going to grab you. It sucks. Yeah. But here we are. I did get my first crown, and it was Fall Mountain, believe it or not. I There's a oh. clip of it on our uh, Twitch channel, uh twitch.tv slash abtsilence. Check it out. It was a really fun victory. I, I, That's the thing. With that level particularly, it's all of you guys racing to the top. Yeah. And I remember watching Samaris' stream. I, even on last episode when we were talking about it, I'm like, yeah, he had like six people in front of him. They all whiffed, and he still wound up doing it. That's basically what happened for me. I had like two or three people in front of me. I'm like – I'm going to still keep trying, but I know I'm not going to do this. But then as I leaped for the crown, someone on the opposite side did the exact same thing. And I swear to God, Brent, watching it in slow motion, I beat them (laughs) by like a literal hair. Yeah, fraction of a (laughs) second. And I ended up victor victorious, and even my reaction on stream was like, "Did I do it?" Because usually it's always just like eliminated, eliminated, or you'll see that on your screen. I didn't see eliminated that time, so I was like hopeful, like, "Is that me?" And it was, and I was like, (laughs) "Oh my god!" So yes, got my first crown. I did say earlier I'm thirsting for my second one, so yeah, I'm like, "I, I can't believe I didn't even mention that earlier when we talked about Fall Guys. Yay, I did it.
1: Now you just need nine more to buy any of the costumes. Right. Well, yeah, they do cost three
0: (laughs) to five stars, all depending. But luckily in season two, as you level up or get to certain levels, I think, for instance, like if you get to level 15, they reward you with two stars. uh, So you can like build Uh, them up just as you're leveling up your character. So, yeah, currently I think I may have like three or four stars, but I've only won one.
1: (laughs) That's good. I remember this was a very antiquated uh, comparison but I remember City of Heroes was an MMO when you died you got debt. So you had to any experience you had to got was cut in half because half of it had to go to the debt Ooh, you had and it yeah. half went to you. So like it made scaling nearly impossible where after you hit a certain level, like level thirty or something, you might as well just made a new character because scaling after that far, like you were gonna die a bunch no matter what happens, no matter how good you are. Right. And so scale like eventually your whole level of experience would just be full of debt. So you just have to get twice as much XP to level up as you would normally. Um, so I can see that happening with Fall Guys, where it's like, hey, you're level you know 27, you got a crown. It's like cool, but to buy anything at my level now, I need 50 crowns. So like I'm gonna need a lot more. So um, it's cool to see that, or cool to hear that it like scales with you a bit more.
0: Yep, totally. That's good. Uh, yeah. So what else is going on in the news? I don't think I have much.
1: Let's see. Uh, Pigment Three is uh, is it out yet on the Switch? I forget.
0: Oh man i I never played those games, but they look so cute. I really do want to get around to trying it out, and knowing it's accessible on Switch. That I, that's another thing. I gotta get that that Zoids game. God damn it! Anyway, no,
1: you don't. Stop yes, with do. the Zoids. No one name me one Zoid besides a uh, Liger Zero. Fuck, you got me there. <laughs> Literally, no <laughs> one knows any other Zoid besides Liger Zero. Jesus Christ, that sucks. <laughs> um. It says the demo's available. Okay, so I don't think... It's Pikmin 3 Deluxe, so I don't think it's out yet. Um, but it was for the Wii U. But this is... Uh, even the article I uh, referenced... Or Polygon article I put in the show topics says, like, this is one of the Wii U games got that got uh, saved bu- uh, by the Switch. Like, Bayonetta 2 and so forth. It's like, not, not a ton of people bought the Switch e- or Wii U. Right. But, you know, people are discovering, like, hey, the Wii U actually has some really good games. It's like, it did. It just was not... Sold well. Like even Nintendo didn't really know how to advertise the Wii U, um, right? Because it's like, oh, it's a console. It's not a new console. It's like, oh, it's an attachment. Then it's like, no, you have to buy a full new console. It's like then it is a new console. It's like not quite. It's like whatever Nintendo. Um, but yeah, so Pigment Three Deluxe is coming to the Switch soon. I don't think it's out yet. Um, and yeah, I was seeing some like demos about it because you know, Nintendo does those Nintendo Treehouses and those you know those little short updates of like you know ten minutes or so updates instead of just doing one big conference a year. Um, and yeah, watching some gameplay of that, I played Pikmin 1 back on the GameCube, and I wasn't a fan of it, just because every mission was, uh, timed, essentially. Oh, damn. So, for anyone who doesn't know Pikmin, you're a little astronaut who comes to a, you know, new planet, very Earth-like, but not quite Earth, and you're very small, and you get Pikmin, who are these little creatures that you grow and, uh, can control, and they'll, like... Carry parts of your ship you find back to your ship so you can repair it and fly back to your home planet. Um, the problem with the first one is um, you could only do it during the day because at night all the predators come out and it would eat your Pikmin and you. So you had to, you know, you couldn't do it at night. So every level was essentially timed from you know when the sun rises to when the sun sets, and you have to do that. And you had like I think like thirty days to do it, and you had like twenty six pieces of your ship to get. So, like, if you messed up, like, two or three days, you couldn't finish the game. Right. So, like, it was a real tight schedule to, like, beat that game. And, like, I think I was just too dumb as a kid to, like, really oh, sure. grasp it. And, you know, like, some of those puzzles are actually pretty tricky. Like, even watching it now, it's like, ooh, that's that's kind of tough. Um, so, I think as a kid, I was just like, no, this is too fu- hard for me. I don't like this game. Uh, but now they I see Pikmin 3, and I'm like, I can actually understand what's happening in the game. I'm like, you yeah, know, this actually this seems, this seems pretty neat. That's pretty, pretty legit. It's kind of cool um it's like a weird like mix of real-time strategy but like action adventure game like w- with you in it like third person third uh real-time strategy game it's kind of neat um and there's like a co-op now and they're adding new stuff to it which is making it deluxe so yeah i kind of nice. got my eyes on that for Switch, because i mean i'm not playing anything else on my switch you know since animal crossing Right, so. it
0: looks super cute and relaxing. Uh The name Pikmin, though, just is a little too similar to Pokemon. I feel like some unfortunate <laughs> it's, kid it's probably, like, asked their grandparents for Pokemon, and then, then they get Pikmin, it's, or it's, like, the Wish version of, like, buying something online, you buy Pokemon, oh, and they yeah, send yeah. you Pikmin, and you're like, ah, oh,
1: fuck. Well, even just like the descriptions of both of the games are kinda similar. Like you're this little guy who controls these little creatures. Right. Some of them are fire, some are lightning, some can swim in the water. God and, damn like, it. The grandma would go to the GameStop and ask about that, and the game store clerk, not knowing any better, would be like, Yeah, this yeah, that kinda sounds like Pikmin. I think that's what he wants. And, you know, just oblivious to Pokemon. Like, Damn It's it. too
0: real, but with music, I remember, uh, my mom was going to the store and she was like, do you want a CD or something? It might have been my birthday. I can't recall exactly, but at that point in my life, I was very young. I was like, I want the new Limb Biscuit CD. And I was like, <laughs> and the thing is she was going to Boscov so wow that's really uh, a wow, local really reference deep. yeah and that's the thing uh, she went there and the g- she went to check out the newest I'm pretty sure it was hot dog flavored water or whatever that one is uh, the chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored yeah, water yeah, yeah. and instead she went to go check out and the guy was like uh, you're buying this for your, your teenage son or something and he's like are you sure you want to do that because it's <laughs> like heavy music and there's like swearing and she's like I was unaware so she he was yeah. like give him this instead and she came home with Linkin Park's hybrid theory and i remember (laughs) being very mad at the time but then being like oh shit lincoln Lincoln park slaps yeah (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute is the right choice yeah i know so that was interesting but yeah what a story what a story mark (laughs) (laughs) limp
1: biscuit has a lot of like mature issues and like language in it it's like, yeah, but Linkin Park has a lot more mature themes and, like, real issues in, like, in there. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's not any less mature. It's just less cursing and, like, dick jokes. Exactly. And <laughs> way more emo. Yeah. Uh, that, set you, that set you down the path of your music taste. That's why I have a record label. Mom! No, Mom, I'm just
0: gonna, your fault. You came home with Linkin Park. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: uh, the last one I had is, we've talked about the uh, Spider-Man game, the Miles Morales uh, version of it. Yeah, still, still not sure if it's an expansion or if it's a sequel or a standalone by itself. I don't let's know.
0: Let's just pretend like it's its own game. because It's I think a sequel. It is.
1: Yeah, it's a sequel with the same engine. Let's just say that. Right. Um, but they released um, kind of a hint that they're doing uh, Into the Spider-Verse suit for it. So uh, with the original Spider-Man game, you got different costumes and stuff of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's got a thousand costumes. Uh, it's cool seeing Miles Morales is going to also have a little variety of it with the Into the Spider-Verse uh, suit, which um it's cool you know the proportions are a little different because he's like a teen in this and in the game it looks like it's a more mature miles morales um and then it's got the spray paint spider because you know he anyone who hasn't seen the spider-verse movie he gets a spider-man suit and it spray paints it black and red and so, yeah so the the emblem of the spider is a little different on this chest um but one thing that's really cool and i'm just seeing like the artistic side of Twitter lose their fucking mind over this. And then like the gamer side of Twitter being like, oh, it looked bad because they don't understand what it's trying to do. Um, But it's replicating the Into the Spider-Verse animation, which is kind of like more stuttery. So they've removed some of the frame rate to it intentionally. So now it kind of looks more uh, Cartoonish, yeah. Yeah, so it really lends itself to the into the Spider Verse style, where even the movement is copying that style, and it's not just. Wow, that it's not is just so
0: in depth and cool.
1: <laughs> it's like really a uh, really strong attention to detail and a really neat idea to do. And I just saw like, yeah, everyone on like the artistic side of Twitter is like, what the this is amazing! What a clever idea! This is so cool, and it's like done well. Like it looks. Great, and it definitely feels like you're playing uh, Into the Spider Verse as the game. And I, yeah. I saw some other people, like horror gamers, were like, "Oh, it looks ugly. Why would you ever take frames out? This is bad." It's like, just oh, I just can definitely shut see <laughs> people bitching about that. But yeah, they're on the wrong
0: side of this argument because it is very artistic. It's a choice. And it's, an, it's, an it's a it's good a one.
1: Intentional choice. It's not just like the game's like rendering slow or something. Right. And if oh, you ever, wow. if you fucking ever come out Into the Spider-Verse with any hostility. I will cut you down in the fucking streets like Uncle Ben. from listening you to this podcast. done. I'm um, done you professionally.
0: I hope so. they give him a man spider costume. No, I'm just kidding. I watched the Halloween what? episode of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and oh, they're all God. like uh, browned out and trying to remember what happened that one night <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that D got pregnant and that's the thing uh, Danny DeVito's character so was man like spider. I wasn't Spider-Man. I was man spider. Anyway, sorry. Deep cut.
1: D- deep gets progressively more ostrich with each flashback. Yes.
0: Oh, my God. That that's episode is episode. phenomenal. All right.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Well, I think
0: that's going to wrap this episode up. We're uh,
1: talking about It's Always Sunny. <laughs> we um, derailed enough.
0: Uh, we did talk about video games, though. I'm proud of us. Let's wrap this up and do some plugs. Bren, you have a podcast. Where can we find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Brendan. And, uh, yeah, promoting a lot. Uh, well, I was going to say promoting a lot of stuff. Not really. Just promoting this podcast, my other podcast. Uh, are we there yet? Uh, we talked about anime. Uh, we just finished the spooky season. And it uh, turns out there's not a lot of good horror anime. turns out a lot of the horror anime is kind of shit. So <laughs> if you have any good horror anime, which it's subjective. Claymore. Uh, no. Uh,
0: it's uh, okay. It's I, it's like medieval and cool and shit.
1: I think I watched like three episodes of it with Mark back in college. And we're just like, nah, we're out. Um, but we'll probably give it a second it shot. It gets
0: better. Trust me. Anyway.
1: <laughs> well. <laughs> Every anime can get good. It's just whether it's episode seven or episode 70 or so. That's a good uh, point. That's always the problem. Um, yeah. And then I got Thirty at Twitch, which, like I said, I haven't been playing a ton of games. So I haven't been streaming it, but I, I am in the middle of a Wind Waker randomizer where I'm playing as Beetle, the shop clerk. So uh, like I said, I, I, all my notifications are Beetle noises and stuff. So I'm I'm really enjoying that. But I just I got to find time to get back to it. Totally,
0: yeah. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places. ABT Silence is our handle. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash ABT Silence is where you can see me streaming some video games, a variety of them. In fact, like I said earlier in the podcast tonight, I'll be doing some Tony Hawk. Uh, but more than, more likely than not, you'll see me streaming some Fall Guys and or Rocket League. And I have a record label. We just dropped our ninth compilation album, Fall Sampler Ooh. 2020, and it's 16 songs. Uh, so many cool bands uh from all over the world it's always fun like uh keeping track of how many international bands i've worked with but yeah definitely go listen to that at missedoutrecords.bandcamp.com it's the uh fall sampler 2020 the one with the fox on it you'll see it and uh also just head over to missedoutrecords.com to see what's available in our shop we got all sorts of cassettes and records uh in the store but that's gonna do it for this week we'll be back next time thanks so much for listening see you guys see you
2: I would you find there, find there. Find there. Find there. Go, go, go.